When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast for the Manchester News. I'm Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to be joined once again by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. And by Kieran Kelly. Hello Rich. And both of you deserve congratulations. You survived another European night at Old Trafford. United defeated young boys just in the end. It took an old guard to beat one of the young boys. Uh, Fellaini's strike coming <laughs> late into stop shot. I've not been working on that. It just happened. <laughs> Quite impressed actually. Um, in general, what did you make of the game, Kieran? It was dire, wasn't it? Or yeah. was it, maybe? No, I can't it, put the opinion it, it in was, your head. It was as, well, probably even worse in person <laughs> than it was on the television, I'd imagine. Um, I think every time you think they've had their worst half or their worst performance, um, it just gets uglier, doesn't it? And uh, I think there was a lot riding on this and that he said after the Palace game, you know... Um, you know, the players lacked heart and he put a team together out there that um, could deal with a bit of pressure as he put it and um, they just just the spark went out of them they started really brightly you could see Mourinho was trying to get throwings taken quickly and urging them on at every opportunity he barely sat down there was a lot of energy on the touchline but it just started to settle and young boys were you know, looked a half decent team, which is remarkable given that they were beaten three 0 in their own backyard only um, a couple of months back. But uh, United just looked really lacking a bit of belief and confidence, and they mustered you know twenty one opportunities on goal. But bar Rashford's opening chance, which I'm sure will come to um, the full section on that, <laughs> that don't you worry. Um, there was just so little of note and I suppose it was quite fitting that the goal is uh, quite a punt. Fellaini effectively handles the ball to lay it off for himself and then he, he skides at home. And um, But it was, it was just a bit worrying for me. I mean, the when the stoppage time went up for three minutes at Old Trafford in the past, that's always a huge moment where the crowd really come alive. Um, I couldn't hear any roar when that happened. They were just so fed up and... Once De Gea had to make that save, I think there was just stunned silence for 10 minutes. And uh, like I said, they had to rely on Fellaini, uh, Mourinho's man, to, to get them out of jail. Yeah, and like I said, it was kind of bizarre in that sense, Samuel, wasn't it? Because as Kieran alluded to, the first half an hour, United did dominate Brazil completely. And if Rashford was maybe in good form, they would have been 3-4-0 up going this half-time. And then you get all this backlash after the game saying some sections of fans as usual blame Mourinho but they played attacking football and they actually he said before the game didn't he that the lineup was going to be almost what the fans wanted Rashford and Fred would play they did play and then he played Matic and Fellaini which I don't think is is what the supporters wanted I mean when I got the heads up on the team news I thought okay it's not really a surprise he's gone with Jones and Valencia because Dallow's barely played and Baye is, is, is out in the cold as well but when you saw Fred and you thought, okay, it's going to be Pogba with him. It's not. It's Masich and Fellaini. You just thought you're making a rod for your own back here. Um, 
I mean, the irony with Fellaini was that he, he was going to he was going to come off as the third substitute, but then Valencia signaled to the bench that he was injured. I think 27 had flashed up on the fourth official's um, board. So Valencia came off and then obviously Flay and he stayed on, scored the winner. Uh, I mean, with Rashford, there was a lack of context, I thought, certainly from the pundits afterwards about his finishing um, in, in recent weeks. Everton, he struck one straight at Pickford. Bournemouth, he was near enough on the goal line and, and hit I think it was Ake who was yeah, on the goal Ake, line yeah. uh, after they went 2-1 up in Turin he had a 1-1 on with Chesney and he doesn't lift it enough over him and they could have won 3-1 and then you had the one last night that it's not it's not an easy finish I don't think and he did the right thing in terms of lifting it over the goalie but he obviously he lifts it too high over him and I think with Rashford the perception in in this country because I know we will have some listeners from abroad but in England he, he is overhyped purely because of his nationality and as some made the point I think if Marshall or Lukaku missed like that and Mourinho gave the same reaction I don't think they'd make as much of a meal out of it but with you know, I mean, Scholes and Fernand were, were the guys in the studio, but I think Phil Neville last year compared Rashford to Mbappe, which I thought was risible at the time. <laughs> it's even more risible now. Uh, the, the the pity for Rashford is that I thought his movement was good. He kept on trying. He was in the game. Uh, he, he clearly cared. He wanted to make things happen. He's he's got the attributes to be a very very good front man, but the, the, the dilemma with him is that his finishing is just wayward and I'm sure some of his supporters will say well remember when he first came in the team but I think that period when I mean two goals on your debut two goals on your league debut against Arsenal um, it's it's anomalous really I mean Mm. he was fearless then the stars aligned he took his chances huge credit to him for doing so because I think there have been in recent times more talented United forwards in the academy and the youth and the youth teams and they've not taken their chance when they've come in but he did he's, he is a good player I don't think anybody would dispute that he's an asset for United but Mourinho cannot legislate for his finishing um, he's given him chances up front he doesn't really take them and he's got I think six club goals this calendar year and this season he's got more goals for England and while there's an element of truth that he probably does thrive more for England because of the way they play and the feel good factor that um is permeating through the England national national team this this year. Um, it's it's different from at United, but the, the pressure is always going to be good, bigger at United. And as Mourinho said the other day, if if the pressure is too much, you can stay at home and watch it on the telly. Yeah, and it was interesting, like you said, those comments after the game. And there are lots of people taking social media saying it wouldn't be the same treatment. I know you put a clip on Twitter as well saying Ferguson did the same to to his players. Pep did the same to Sterling last year, subbed him immediately yeah. when he missed an open goal against Burnley. It's 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 all about perception with that. I mean, I remember um I mean David Beckham even mentioned it in his in his book, I think in two thousand three. The game where where he was it's one of his last games for United where he was dropped against Real Madrid and everybody sensed this is the end of his time at the club uh, it was the game where Ronaldo scored the hat-trick then he was sent on he scored a brilliant free kick and he scored another one it became a bit of an exhibition match really uh, but Beckham took another free kick that went over and the cameras flashed to Ferguson who was absolutely you know, spitting feathers furious and Beckham said how it made his blood run cold because he he got home and he watched the replay uh, I, I think the the difference then was that he knew 
his time was up at the club mm. because he had, two months previously he had the dressing room incident with the the flying boot and what have you. Um, but but Ferguson had a had a penchant for that, and I think he said far more incendiary things about Rooney and Ronaldo before they entered the stratosphere than Mourinho has about Rashford. But obviously with Ferguson, I don't think there's been a greater man manager in in the game. I don't think there ever will be. I mean Rooney had his run-ins with him uh, but said earlier this year on Monday Night Football like without he was asked what was his biggest strength and like that he said man management and I think that's what obviously separates Ferguson from Mourinho and obviously it helps looking back on it that uh, back then United were were winning things but the, the comments he made about Rooney and Ronaldo uh, after the Good Friday draw with Sunderland I think in 2006 are particularly relevant because United had gone three years without winning the league Mourinho and Chelsea were, were steamrolling it and he was getting frustrated that the players weren't you know, developing as he'd like or up to speed with uh, what he demanded. But again, I, I think some, you know, with Mourinho, I, I just think that a lot of people have abandoned objectivity with him. Yeah, I guess that's, it's always been harsh treatment towards him, but that is the nature of being in charge of United. And I, he was quick to remind them as well after the game, Kieran on BT Sport of his fantastic record in European competition, 14 years in the Champions League, 14 qualifications. The two years I've not been in it, I've won the Europa League. Mm. Those comments after the game, Scholes and Fernand also sort of had a go at him for that, saying he needs to, he needs to stop concentrating on himself and concentrate more on the on the team at United. What what did you make of the comments yourself? Uh, it was a bit Arsene Wenger for me, you know, and you start hailing um, those kind of mini achievements, you know, getting into the top four, getting into the last 16 as, as records. Okay, yeah, fair play to them, but... You know, they went up to Sevilla last season. That's that's a blot in his copybook still for me. I think that since that game, things haven't really been right, have they? Um, and you know, I think it's it's just a classic thing where he's he's deflecting attention again. Uh, we know the the playbook by now, but after a display like that, he he was centre stage. It was the same after they beat Juventus. Um, we shouldn't really be surprised. Um, I think. Um, a lot of fans will will probably side with Ferdinand and Scholes. Anyone who, who watched that game and who's watched them this season will say, well, um, what positives is Mourinho bringing to the table necessarily? You know, that doesn't look like a Mourinho team for me when, when they go out and play like that. That he's, he's, he's not telling them, you know, play slow, play poorly. Um, but they are time and time again. And I think that's the fear for me um, that got a team like young boys who fraction of the budget haven't won a Champions League game this season and there are times never won in the group stages ever not, yeah, you're the stat king uh, <laughs> Scotland stat queen um, but for, for me that that's the worry that um, this keeps happening that okay I, I, I expect United to play a lot better against Arsenal next week for example but more often than not you're playing at home against teams you have to beat um, and are expected to beat and they're not going to finish anywhere near the top four if that pattern continues. Yeah, um, like, it's 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 obvious, isn't it? I guess that's where you can weigh up from both points of view because some of the comments, yeah, they are a bit harsher. Than the, the fact is they've won the game. That's all that matters at the end of the day. But it is every week and it seems like a broken record. These same questions we ask every week on the podcast. I admire the listeners for coming back every week because <laughs> they, they must hear quite a lot of Rerun. the same issues coming back. <laughs> Might just have to republish this on going forward. But it, it's been interesting. Again, worrying that Darren De Gea is the man who's had to bail them out really of a, of a yeah. game like that because uh, that save 
for me, probably one of the best ever I've seen from De Gea, even by his standards. It's it's definitely up there. I mean, the fact it was what a width of a goal line away from from going in, uh, just just kind of highlights how, how brilliant it was. But not just De Gea. I think if you're looking at the outfield players who are the best of them, you probably say Smalling and Jones. Mm. So that's three Ferguson signings. Most re- the most recent of them signed in 2011. Uh, yeah, that that's the summer Aguero arrived at Man City, and yeah. as we went to City, you know, it's that that's pretty frightening. Uh, I, I think with Mourinho, like I mean, he's always been a narcissist. I don't think anybody would, I don't think anybody would dispute that. You go to the two Champions League wins with Porto and, and Inter, and he made it about himself immediately afterwards because everyone knew he's going to Chelsea, he's going to Real Madrid, and he he really savors it. Um, and he's probably harking, he's probably harping on about his past glories a bit more recently because he feels as though he's not getting a fair ride, and mm. he he wants to remind everyone, I did this, I did that, like he did. It. I mean, uh, when he said it after the severe match, when he said, "I sit in this chair, having knocked them out in 2004 and 2013," I mean, that was just the wrong wrong tone. I mean, he tried to he tried to dress that severe defeat up as like it was this worthy defeat when it wasn't and I think fortunately for him Sevilla are now top of La Liga it looks better in hindsight you've got to separate the things because I think they've changed coach again anyway Um, and obviously he's going on about his record and of course Ferguson um, went out of the group stage a few times so maybe that's in the back of his mind he knows he will know who is in the, the studio overseeing mm. this game he's not he's not daft he's completely prepared for it and he'll know that those two guys I think between them have, have managed one game and that was as a caretaker at Salford City about four years ago uh, so he will always trumpet um, his record and it's happening a lot more now but we're, we're, we're primed for it I think sometimes when he does it in in victory you think okay fair enough but he did it the severe game which just went down like a lead balloon and we we heard it coming against Juventus I got a nudge in my ribs from, <laughs> from Jamie Jackson when he was talking about uh, like they're going for the treble but there's still only one team in Italy that have done the treble and you think well there, there it is it's like it's kind of like the the standard Mourinho uh, post-match press conference in defeat but you know victories can just about mask the issues at the moment but I think the problem from, from the young boys game is that he clearly wanted to jolt some of the players but I mean Pogba and Lukaku came on and contributed to the goal and yeah, I think some of them would, would argue that they should be back in the team at the weekend because certainly the starting team didn't do anywhere near enough to um, to uh, to merit playing again on, on Saturday. Yeah, you mentioned there and Jones probably was one of the, one of the better players last yeah. night which again is worrying that you highlight a centre-back against young boys but Kieran, there's also some sections of the fans weren't happy about it but Anthony Marshall again had another game where he just hasn't lived up to the heights that he, maybe the standards he set early mm. on the season it was a worrying display from him I know most of the criticism after the game was for Rashford because even though he worked hard he missed the chances whereas Marshall hardly had a kick last night no, there were kind of there were times where he'd go down a little easily. That even mm. Mourinho was getting really frustrated on the touchline, which has been different to recent weeks. Because I think any time Martial's had a setback, you know, if he loses the ball, Mourinho's the first to clap and and time to keep going. But um, it is strange. What I would say about Martial is there were games when he was scoring where he would be quiet and he'd just come up with a moment of genius and. Um, I don't think it's to the level where Mkhitaryan was where you know Mkhitaryan would be so quiet the whole game and then suddenly pop up at the last minute but um, 
I think United just it's about confidence for him and I think you're seeing him benefiting from that run of starts you're seeing him benefit from scoring um, so many goals and I think he is working on his, his overall game as well um, when it comes to listening to what his coaches are telling him and, and tracking back and defending um, but yeah you, you you do wonder what's happened since the international break with a couple of those players there were a few players who um, were playing a lot better before then and they're looking a little bit off colour but my argument would be um, that's that's the team at the moment they're just lacking that bit of belief and conviction that you know uh, they should have been winning last night's game a lot more comfortably and they should have been able to cut through uh, young boys a lot easier than it ultimately proved um, but I think it'd be interesting to see if you move them away from Old Trafford on Saturday uh, will it be a completely different performance because Southampton I mean you could it's another example of a banker again they go into that red hot favourites despite you know their form being so patchy uh, Southampton have just been terrible this season but um, away from home you know you just seem to find it easier for whatever reason Nearly as much of a banker as Palace at home. Exactly. Isn't it, that one? Exactly. So, who knows? It's a curse. See, I, 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 I don't. I'm not even that confident United will win that game on Saturday. You never know. A bit, yeah. Despite how bad Southampton have been, the, the, the Bournemouth game. I mean, up until that Marshall goal, it was a horror show. And, and there are only so well, yeah, there are only so many times United can get away with that. They got away with it in Turin. Got away with it at Bournemouth. So. I just don't know how a manager can turn that around though if you're going into a game like that as Manchester United repeatedly and you're struggling it's, that's it's a worry isn't it it's like, such a worry I, don't, that, <laughs> I think that's a, yeah. the, there is just no I don't even know the answer that's the yeah. really there's just there's so many issues it when he's behaving like he is and you know <laughs> how can you justify yeah and you said it's like the, the Arsenal of old really under Wenger but at least they played nice football and <laughs> like, what, what's redeeming about the team at the moment well, that's, that's we'll have to wait and see on the side clean, well. clean sheets <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and I guess in, in terms of what Mourinho would be happy with whether you like it or not last night the United have qualified for the knockout stages Juventus play young boys in the last game so it looks like United will go for a second place team but then there's other permutations United could get one of the real big hitters in the last 16 and we saw against Seville last year that you, would you bank United against a, a big team last 16 because we but saw the, them beat Juventus the, well this is this odds, is but, this is the irony of it like I mean they're not playing them next week and it will be it could be three months away but if United were to play Real Madrid next week I would weirdly fancy them to, to, to beat them yeah. over two legs but of course they're not going to and if they do draw them in three months time um, it, it, it might be a lot more settled at, at the Bernabeu and you know uh, it's Solari there who's in charge yeah. now isn't it so they, they, they might be on a, an upward curve but uh, I, I think the frustrating thing for, for United is that you look that you look at the, the players who are there and there is a way to make it watchable, to make it stylish, to placate the supporters. I mean, there were times last night where they were actually applauding uh, periods of play in the first half, not the second half, because they were encouraged by it. It was a bit quicker. Um, I, I think Fred certainly enhanced the midfield and attack in that first half. When anxiety crept in, he faded and Mourinho, it was a bit hackneyed of Mourinho to choose him to take off, but maybe he was tired. But you could you could easily get a decent a pretty good 11 out of that um, you know De Gea Dallow Shaw Lindelof by I know Lindelof's injured at the moment but Smalling by maybe Fred uh, Pogba Lingard 
Mata, Sanchez, Martial, or you know Rashford in there. Yeah. Um, that's not a disaster, I don't think, having a team like that. I mean, it needs to be better if they want to be, as, as Mourinho said, a winning club again. He said they need the best players in the world, uh, which, again, it was the complete press conference in that he also challenged the board. It was, it was quite subtle, but he still did Ticked it. all the boxes, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it, he, he clearly does not know what his best team is. And when you're, what, three months of season, coming up to Christmas and you still don't know what your best side is, it's a major, major problem. Yeah, and ahead of that game on the weekend, Kieran, you've already indicated that maybe you're more confident than Samuel going into it. Who knows? I guess the last well, point in is... in terms of they should be... They, they should, yeah. That three months into the season, you're going to a team who are in crisis, even worse crisis than they even United. lost to Fulham, that's yes. how bad they You're going in almost expecting them to slip up. It's it's It, it just shows... Uh, where they are at the moment doesn't it That's... of course Southampton did play in the midweek in the Carabao Cup as well against less I know it's a heavily changed side but it's not as if they're going to be fully fit necessarily for the for the game either mm. but who knows that's, that's straw clutching <laughs> that is but, 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 but uh, PA's PA's um, finest on Peach is, is pretty adamant United will win that game so that's a guarantee what we're we going for a draw then <laughs> yeah for the safest yeah. bet isn't no, it no. we shall see but we will be back later in the week with a special edition of the Manchester's Red podcast Samuel Kieran thank you very much for joining me once again please make sure to subscribe to the Manchester's Red podcast on your relevant podcast platform and please do leave us a review